Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to Wednesdays with Julia. We are Wednesday, July 13th, and um, on the show today, I have the wonderful Corey Michelle Johnson, and Corey is going to talk to us about business today. Um, a lot of you already know Corey. She's uh, been a certified facilitator of Access Consciousness for, what, probably six years, Corey? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, she, she really has an amazing, um, what's it called, gift for business. And um, she, she's been running um, many amazing access classes um, as a part of her business for the last six years and um, has a really big club um, that is really generative and expansive um, called the Crazy Possible Experiment. So we might get into some of that as well during the show. Um, but today's show uh, is called From Peanuts to Billions. And it's about where we're creating, we're playing around with peanuts as though that's good enough for us. And things aren't maybe working as easily as they could. And if we were actually playing with billions, if we were playing with, and, and billions is obviously a metaphor, but, it, I mean, it could be billions. But if we were playing in the big leagues, if we were playing with greater um, energies and, and using our infinite being, it's like how much easier could things get and how much greater could they get? So I'm really looking forward to this topic. I, I think it's a great topic. It's really expansive. And um, who better to talk about it with than, than Corey? So welcome to the show, Corey. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show today on this wonderful Wednesday. Thanks, Juliet. It was so random, like the, seeing you at the. We were, so it was we were in Rome, right, at the class, and I'm like randomly walking around the streets of Rome, like trying to get somewhere, but not really, you know, on a mission to get there. But I was really interested in food, and all of a sudden, I'm like that restaurant, and I walk across the street, and Julia's like, Corey, it's <laughs> like randomly there. And as we're talking, she's like, Do you want to be on my radio show? It's like, Yeah, let's do that. So it was, it was so cool, like, just how that all showed up, and, and especially after the class and everything, it was just like, oh, I'm so excited to be here, and I wonder what we can create. And, you know, as we were talking about, like, the topic for today, like, what would be fun to talk about, I kind of threw out there this sort of phenomenon that's going on with a lot of my clients and people in my classes where, you know, they're playing with peanuts, and they're wondering why it's not working. And right. I was, and I'm, I'm sitting there like looking at it going, well, is it because you're playing with peanuts and you're not actually all that lit up and inspired by peanuts? <laughs> like, what if you, act, you're just like, I don't even like peanuts, but you're like making the peanuts and the amount of peanuts you have and the kind of peanuts you have significant, but you're like not even, you're not even interested in peanuts. You're actually interested in something totally different. That, right? That's like that, the best analogy I've ever heard. I really like that one. I'm going to use that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> And so yeah. I'm sitting here looking at it for my clients going, well, what actually would be, what would light you up to create, right. you know, the, like what you would actually like to have in your life, not just thinking that just because you have peanuts or you've been, you, your point of view is that you have peanuts right now, that you have to stay there. Like what if you just changed the context and started playing with, you know, Bing cherries or diamonds or, <laughs> you know, peonies or like, you know what I mean? Like what if yeah. you just change the game for yourself? And what if it was actually yeah. that easy to sort of shift where you're functioning from with, with your creations? 
Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's, that's a great analogy. Um, for you, like, like, can you give an example of, I mean, the, the examples you've been giving are great, but a business example of um, a tool that you have used to shift, to shift your clients or yourself from, from peanuts to, you know, Bing cherries or diamonds? <clears throat> yeah, totally. Well, I'll give you a little bit of an example, too. How about that? Maybe a little more context sure. with the business side of it. Like, what the hell are they talking about? Sure. So there's one of my clients, and she um, is brilliant, like freaking brilliant at what she does. Yet she has this 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 playground that she's been choosing to play with, which is you know receiving a, a very little amount of money. Now, right. what if you compare? I'm going to give you a bunch of different contexts here. If you compare what she's receiving, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna make some stuff up here. She's receiving sure. like $20, $20 an hour. And if you had someone else out there in the world doing her job or like looked at the average, it might be like 35 or 40 or $50 an hour, just depending on you know, where you are. So because of her points of view, right, that thinking that that's all she can receive, like that's her peanuts, right? This is all I can receive are these peanuts. Yeah which really aren't working for her life, which are creating a com- constant, ongoing, never-ending complaint. I don't have enough money. I don't, I don't feel light and happy and joyful in my life. My body is starting to hurt, right? Right. And my business really isn't working. It's not, like, joyful. And, I mean, you know, business can be joyful, right? So it's not – it's just, like, create, it's creating a lot of business all because of that one – um, place where she wasn't willing to acknowledge that she was actually playing with peanuts. And so when I, I was at, talking to her and I was like, okay, so what would actually like, where are you actually resonant now? Where, where actually is the lightness, right? If we acknowledge that these peanuts and this point of view that this is all you can receive is heavy, because that's a lie. There's a lie in there. You're not actually resonant with that either. And go, okay, so where are you resonant? And then she showed me a different number, and it was like more like $35 an hour. I was like, okay, great. So let's look at the future if you chose to increase your prices to play with not peanuts, and maybe you're, maybe you're playing with Bing cherries now. And it's like, right. oh, just that switch of going, you're actually, the acknowledgement is the tool of acknowledging that what you've been choosing actually isn't working for you, but isn't resonant with you. Because I think that sometimes we look at this whole, like, that's not working for me, and it's actually a judgment. It's actually conclusions and points of view, and, like, that's not working for me anymore. Yeah. But if you actually I've, look I've at it. Gary, I've heard Gary say that he, he uh, sometimes regrets giving people that tool because it's so widely abused. <laughs> oh, it's used totally inaccurately or inappropriately for creating more in people's lives all the time. But it's really the working, when you say that, though, it's like, is it working for me? If you say it with, if you use it with no points of view, it really means, is that choice contributing to you? Right. Is the choice to charge $20 an hour contributing to you? No, that's heavy. Okay, good. So what else could you play with here? What else, where are you actually resonant? Where's the space that actually is light for you? So with this gal, it was like 35 an hour. It was like, okay, so let's look at the future of you choosing $35 an hour. Her whole body lightened up. Her Everything expanded. She was like, I would actually be fun to do what I'm doing now. 
right? And, you wow. know, 15, $15 an hour isn't necessarily a ton, but in her world, it was just enough to actually shift all of the energy in her, in her reality. Right, right. So she didn't need to go to $100 an hour because going from $20 an hour and the mindset that you're in and the points of view that you have to receive $20 an hour all the way up to 100 there's too big of a gap. That would be unbelievable. Somebody can you can you say can you repeat that? Like I, I I get what you're saying, but I think that's something that could you could really expand on because that's something that I think people don't get is is well then why can't I just ask for a million dollars? Like what's the right. heck? That's well, exactly. You can't, and that's the thing is you can ask for it, but the question is, and this is really what I've been playing with lately, Julia, is is it actually light? Because we want to think it is because it's more, it's bigger, it's greater, yeah. right? Cool. And I remember like I was playing with Catherine McIntosh and, and she, we were playing with like, what if, what if I was, if I was the CEO of a multi-million dollar company, I actually started with a million dollar company, and what would I choose here? And then she started asking, what would I choose if I was the CEO of a billion-dollar company? And I was, the asking to, to even have the awareness of a CEO of a billion-dollar company was so far out of my world. I couldn't even right. ask her because it was heavy. But in the world of like the way we computate everything, we would think that naturally, let's ask for more because that's better, right? But in my world, I noticed that I, that was actually not light. But right. then I go, okay, so let's see, is it million or millions? And then I was like, oh, millions is light. And now, do I have a, a definition of what the millions are? No. But I, I was like, okay, so there's somewhere in there where it's, it's light, like a multi-million dollar company. If I was a CEO, what could I choose? What's that energy? What's that space? So when we're going from, um, you know, pricing, right, or, or how much we're charging or, or what we're pricing our products or services at or whatever, or even what we'd like to make or receive or whatever it is, if we if we're start asking for something that's not actually light for us, then you've, and especially if you're going on the greater side, like more, then you've gone into a space that you don't actually believe that you could have it. So then what will happen is you'll, you'll actually sabotage it you won't take the actions. You won't be the energy. You'll do everything against having what you believe you can't have. Cool. That, that, was, that was really, really well explained. And I think that's a point that a lot of people have a lot of confusion on. Um, and I haven't even looked at it in, in those terms. So thank you for <laughs> explaining it like that. That's awesome. Right. Great well, info and, and for but, people. And it's really, really, really important when you get that when you ask the light questions for you and being willing to ask for whatever's light, even if it's you know going from twenty to twenty five dollars an hour or twenty to thirty five, right? Like it seems like I should be able to have so much more, right? But that's just a judgment of where you're making yourself wrong for where you are, and what you're willing to receive or what you're even right. resonant with receiving, right? And right. implies wrongness. So, yeah, so I'll give you another example because I think that this is, this is one of the places where if, when you start to get how to do this for yourself, it makes such a difference and everything goes a lot faster. But when I, cool. first, started, when I first started facilitating, I had never done any coaching before. I had never charged for personal services or anything like that. So I had this idea that you know, $60 an hour was 
you know, a good price. And then I started asking my, my business, you know, how much do these sessions want to be? And they to- it said $250. And I was like sitting there going, what? There's no way in the world I can charge that much, Right. And so I couldn't, right. I, I, I couldn't charge that much. I, 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 that would not fall out of my mouth. I would never tell anybody that it was going to be $200. <laughs> so I was like, okay, so where can I actually start? And I got 100 Okay, I was like, okay, $100 for these sessions. So that's where I started. I started where I could start. And that's the tool right there is acknowledging where you are and where can you easily start. Brilliant. And it doesn't matter what the number is at all. It could be 100, it could be 500, it could be 25, whatever it is. It's wherever you can start and just go. Because once you're going, you can actually, like if you're in a car, you can't go anywhere if you don't go. You don't start the engine. Yeah. If you don't press the gas, you're not going anywhere. You're just going to stay stagnant. So if I, were, if I was going to say, you know, 250 and start telling people that, number one, I wasn't resonant with it, so nobody would want to pay me that. I probably would have gotten a lot of excuses. Oh, I don't have the money. It's not worth it, you know, that kind of stuff. And so because I started where I started, then I was able to continue to increase it up to $250 an hour over the course of about a year. Cool. Wow, well put. I, I love that. I, I And I've, I've often said to people, um, like, if you – had to do five private sessions next week or if you had to have so many people in your class like or or even just to put on the class it's like just put it on anyways like like you said with the car it's like just go if you have to mm-hmm. if you do the sessions for if all you can receive is twenty dollars a session it's like do the session get the awareness just just move the car forward and then it's like you will build yourself up to what you know, what is unfathomable to you right now. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. Yeah. So, exactly. Hey. And another way that I did this for myself is um, when, I, you know, Gary always says to, you know, write down, like make a list of all the expenses you have in your life and, you know, you can see how much is, all, is outgoing, right? And that's something I never really wanted to look at. So I made the list of all my expenses and I, and I added in there the things I would like, you know, like a massage every month and like a facial every now and then and some money for savings and my 10% account. And I put all that in there and it was, a le- so at the time I was making about $2,000 a month and this was six years ago. And the, hmm. the, Julia, the total was $11,000 a month. <laughs> and I sat there and I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. I don't, I don't know how to go from 2,000 to 11. Like 11,000 in my world was like really, really, really rich. Like only, totally. only really rich people had $10,000 a month. Like, <laughs> I, like I look back on my points of view about it. I had all these points of view that I wasn't that, that I couldn't do that, that I didn't know how, that I mean, what would I even do? I don't even know how to manage $11,000 a month, right? Right. And so... And this is where I actually figured that these two, these two things that I did for myself, this is where I like, really got it. And I sat there and I'm like, okay, so I obviously don't believe I can do 11000 and And I knew somehow, I knew that if I targeted for 11000 a month, I wasn't going to do it because it was unbelievable. I, I mean, you just completely sabotage yourself. So I was like, okay, what can I do? And that was such a brilliant question on my part. I, I didn't really know it was that brilliant until 
now because I use it with my clients all the time. What can I do? What can I create? What do I know I can create? That's a little bit of a stretch, right? It's not just like 500, but it's like, you know, what's a little bit of a stretch? So I picked 5,000. That was the lightest number. It's like, okay, if I could a little over double what I'm doing now, I like, I think I can do that. That seems doable. That's reasonable. And it's a stretch from what I've been doing. And cool. within two months, I had $8,900 a month coming in. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, look at that. And I'm like, look at how close I am to 11000 now. Right? Wow. So I, got, I got the big number in my universe, but I, oh, it's like I put, it, I put that out there, said, okay, great. So $11,000, whenever that shows up, but what can I target for now? And what, was, what I saw with how I created that, Julia, was that because I, because I went for what I knew I could, I knew that I could do, then I was able to go beyond it. So it was almost like this, the space of the lightness of asking, like creating and asking for 5000 a month opened up the next space that was available to go beyond that. But it's like I had to, I had to choose the lightness of the 5000 before I could even move through it. That right. makes sense. Yeah, and even when you look at it in terms of like the word expansion, it's like to expand. So it's not that you like take a, a, a big, you know, you can, and the, and the leaps can be big, but that's still actually an expansion. It's not moving from one thing to an, a thing that's unfathomable. It's an expansion. And then mm-hmm. you continue to expand and expand and expand. So like it, that really is kind of what you're defining here is just what expansion actually is and, and how it works. Yep. So, very cool. Exactly. Yeah. And I just, I really, well, I guess I probably emphasize this a lot, but it's really like what I've found is the sort of shortcut into expansion is find where those light spots are for you, whatever they are. Right. Whatever you're, exactly. whatever, wherever you're willing to go, like now, and just keep hopping on those light spots. And then it, it just, it, can, it just goes so much faster and there's so much less resistance. And then you start out creating yourself. And then you're like, holy cow, I just did $8,900 in one month. Like, that was unbelievable to me two months before. Like, right. unbelievable. Right? <laughs> and all of a sudden you're like, well, if I could create that, then what else can I create now? Right. Where's right. that next light spot? And can you talk a little bit about the difference between targets and goals? Um, what that what that really is and um, how it's just a tar- a moving target rather than a set goal. Yeah, totally. So, I mean, I love how, you know, Gary talks about this, right, with the, you know, the goals are like sort of the end point. And it, the goals, like how I always set up goals for myself was this is what I need to do so that I can be successful. It was like a judgment stick. And then if I didn't right. do it, you know, I could judge myself on how I didn't do it right. I didn't do enough. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> a judgment didn't. stick. <laughs> the less it really spiritual was, talking stick. <laughs> right. It's stick. it was the judgment stick, and it was measuring <laughs> myself of like how much how much can Corey judge herself? And um, when I switched over to targets, I, what I started naturally doing was like they're moving targets all the time. So, and it's all for me. It's all about awareness. So if I, for example, if I don't hit a target, well, first of all, targets are all choice. 
So I'm like, all right, well, let's see, where's that light spot to target with? And it's never coming from, well, now, after practice, I should say that, it's not coming from my points of view of what my targets should be. I'm actually looking at where's that light spot to target for? Because it's almost like, I'm going to say this, this might sound weird, but it's almost like a portal of possibility, that if you target for these little possibility pockets, then everything exponentializes when you target for that. If you target based on your points of view, like I need this much money, or I think that having you know, 20 people in a class would make me feel successful, or somebody else did this and I want to do more than them, so you're doing comparison. So instead of doing that stuff, I'm just looking for the light little pockets of possibility and going, oh, that feels fun. That's light. Okay, let's, let's target for that. I and love then, that. That's you know, such a cute term. And so <laughs> possibility pockets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The possibility pockets. Because it's so weird because it's like so not linear and so like crazy to talk about because everybody says, you know, do your, do your projections and if you want to make this much money, then you've got to have this many people. And I think that's all great to look at in terms of getting the, the sort of, yeah, well, if you want to make $10,000 a month, here's three different ways you can do that and what else is possible. But I don't really ever target based on, um, anymore I should say, based on like the computations. Because I find that the more I go for the, the, those little possibility pockets, everything just goes. Like everything starts to line up totally differently. And it's a lot totally. less work. Totally. Awesome. Um, so do you have any clearing statements on possibility pockets? I think that would be pretty fun. Oh, yeah. So ooh, this is a good one. So what have you made so vital, valuable, and real about all of your points of view about what your business should be, how much money you should be making, how many people you should be contributing to, and all your shoulds about your business? Um, what have you made so vital, valuable, and real? Uh, let's say it this way. What have you made so vital, valuable, and real about all of your shoulds about your business that keep you from the magic and the miracle that you and your business could actually be. Wow. Awesome. And everything that is, will you just join and create it, please? Absolutely. <laughs> sure will. So bad, right, Rob. Hot, 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 light, shorts, boys, and beyond. And Gary said to me one time, Julia, he says, well, he's actually said it to me a couple times, you are the hardest worker that I've ever met. <laughs> Wow. I would agree with him. Well, the first time he said it, I was so proud. Oh, I see. (laughs) What a wedgie. (laughs) All right. And I was working really, really hard. And I I really, I didn't even get the wedgie until a while later. And I was like, wait a second. I don't want to be a hard worker. Holy cow. That's not even mine. And so that's when I, that's what I like, really started looking for, like, wait a second. Like, how can I have more ease with this? Not how can it be easy, but how can I have more ease? Where are those places that exponentialize everything? And when I started asking for those little, you know, pockets of possibility, portals of possibility, whatever you want to call them, um, then it's like, have you ever met somebody and they just, like, the one conversation with them expands your whole world? Yeah, of course, yeah. It's like that, right? Or like that one person that shows up in your world as a client, like all of a sudden, boom, like everything expands. That's what I'm always looking for because that's what creates the expansion and the ease 
when I'm willing to choose based on the lightness of what I'm asking for. Right, right. Yeah, it's like the, the, the sweet spot. I love that, possibility pockets. I put that on a sticky note on the wall here in the office. Nice. <laughs> the possibility pockets. Yeah. <laughs> Super awesome. fun. Super fun. Cool. So, so what are some of the other things that you have, have um, created? Like, like if we're going to – I'd like to dive a little more into this, the whole idea of possibility pockets, because that is, that is what is the possibility to go from peanuts to billions. Mm-hmm. And um, – and I'd love if we could talk a little bit about order and chaos, the new concept, the new vogue in access consciousness right now um, is, you know, chaos, which is where a, there's a lot of possibility, a lot of creativity, um, and then order, which is what moves the chaos around to create something greater. So could you talk a little bit about, possi- or I'm sorry, chaos and order um, and how that has worked in your world to go from peanuts to billions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and quite honestly, I'm still, like, gaining more and more awareness about all of that. But what I can see right now is where I used to function from in all of life, it was a space of, like, chaos is, like, avoidance of order, Right? And yeah. chaos is chaos is like where I like to function, right? <laughs> so how that would show up in my in my life? Me too, like, sister. Me too. <laughs> right, like total total disorganization, like like missing things and and you know being late to appointments or late to things in my life, like um, forgetting things, you know, having clutter around my house, right? Like those are sort of things that show up, and then also like you know clients not like not totally connecting with clients to or my marketing message is off or you know things like that right right and it was all just like an avoidance of the order which is more like the the um in my world it's like being told what to do right 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 for me i mean it feels like prison you know i'm yeah. still i'm still clearing this as well yeah or i'm not sure if you right. are but i'm still looking at this and being like okay, so is it actually a prison or is it a greater possibility disguised as a prison? <laughs> well, exactly. And like everything we've, we've made as order is, is, is confinement, right? right? And one of the things that I've been playing with for a few years now is the like tidiness in my house, right? Because mm-hmm. my mom would always used to say, you know, clean up your room, Corey. You're so messy. You're so messy. You're so messy. Like that was her judgment of me is like, you know you're so messy and so I carried that out just until a few years ago and I was like well wait a second because I'm now resisting and reacting to that judgment of you're so messy and I actually function better in chaos than I think a a lot of people in my life at that time right so I was making that a rightness like see see I can do it anyway I can have a messy Mm -hmm. house and still function Mm -hmm. right I can still I can have a messy house and still find my keys I know I still know where everything is, so it was totally justifying what I was choosing. But what I realized is that there was this whole, like, secret reality that because of that sort of resistance to the order and that judgment or projection from my mom, 
and then the rightness of what I was choosing, it eliminated actually communicating with the space, right? So then what I started doing was going, okay, so what if I actually talk to my space? What would my space like? And then I realized that not just with my space, with, with my business, with my body, like with everything, it's actually communicating to me as well but it was being filtered through this judgment of you're messy yeah. and you function better, the rightness of my chaos. Yeah, so I couldn't exactly. actually be present to the, how my space wanted to contribute to me and how I could actually arrange it so that it contributes to everything that I, I be and I'm creating and we're in like communion. Cool. And it's kind of like yeah. a far, far off concept, but when I started... No, you know... It, it makes a lot of sense. And, and I, yeah, I just want to chime in here. For me, when I moved into a place that I was really grateful to be in, like I moved um, to Vancouver and got this very posh, um, you know, floor-to-ceiling panoramic windows, beautiful apartment. And before that, you know, I had just lived with roommates and, you know, lived in my home province. And it just, there was no excitement about life and, and possibilities the way that there was when I was actually waking up and living in this like magical, magical apartment. And, and I could actually, because of my gratitude for where I was living, I actually could hear the objects talking to me. Like I would be, it wasn't even my brain. It was like my body would just move through the space. Like I would be happy to fold my scarves and nap like stack them perfectly and you know everything stayed really clean and tidy because I was just so grateful about what I was creating and, and that I finally you know made the changes um, to have a space that was more than nurturing so it, mm-hmm. it, it uh, makes a lot of sense to me and that was was a big change for me yeah, so, yeah. that's ex- that's exactly exactly like what my experience was too and I was like wow and this is like the same um, the same sort of concept of like the the like playing with peanuts, right? Like so, my peanuts in the chaos and order was, you know, believing that the chaos was right, right? For right. Me. And it was good you for know. me, and I was good at it, right? That was the peanuts. It really <laughs> totally. wasn't working for me, but I made it like, yeah, all of this was really great, but it was really like shit. <laughs> it wasn't really working for me. <laughs> Totally. I actually, I um, was I had a, a bunch of follow-up questions for Gary about the order and chaos thing. So um, I sent him a few messages yesterday, and I, one of my questions was, "So do I spend a lot of my time defending my chaos?" And he texted back mm-hmm. and said, "Always." He says, "You're always spending time defending your chaos." So that's something that I'm like currently looking at. Is like, oh my gosh, I've made it so valuable, so right. I've made it my power. Yeah, exactly. Like defending, because even defending, like defending your prices, defending your marketing message, defending however you've set up your business. If you're defending or proving, trying to prove that you're good enough, trying to prove that it's the right one, or trying like whatever, or and I'll even throw in there comparison. You're Mm -hmm. you know defending and proving based on the comparison to something else. Then you're really just not following the lightness. And there's nothing exactly. wrong with any of that. It's just easier when you follow the lightness and drop the proving, the defending of any of it and the comparison. There's probably other things Absolutely. too, but those are like kind of the top three ones. 
Yeah. Um, there was, oh, I was wondering if you could run a clearing on defending. Oh, well, oh, let's do a some stupidity clearing. <laughs> what sure. stupidity are you using to, <laughs> uh, <laughs> to validate the defending and proving are you choosing? Hmm, that's like an easy one. Everything that just brought up. That's like a blanket one. Good, bad, right, wrong, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And it's almost like what – I still love the VVR ones, the vital, valuable, and real. I was like, what have you made the vital, valuable, and real about defending and proving that keeps you from – it's like the space of possibility are you choosing. So everything cool. matters. Time of the Godzilla. I'm just trying to include it. Good, bad, right, yeah. wrong, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yes. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. Sweet. Cool. So we have about 10 minutes left. And, um, yeah, just I, I'd love to, hear, love to hear more about, about the expansion of your business and some of, the, some of your favorite things that have changed and that you've created that you thought were unfathomable that, that people could take away and go, oh, you know, that is changeable, that I can create, and I have the tools. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that, you know, going from just the you know, topic from peanuts to billions that has been so um, challenging, in the, especially in the beginning, and sometimes it's still like you're beating your head against like a wall, but is, is the resistance, right? So like so much of the time, like your resistance to something is, Actually, like if you were to choose whatever you're being resistant to, that's actually what you've been asking for on the other side. Cool. Fabulous. Right? And so, right, and so like there's, there was some resistance for me to um, really clarify my marketing message, right? And I actually hired this guy and took a year. It took me a year because I was so resistant to actually having clarity in my marketing message. I paid him a lot of money, and he took me through this process that probably took me like four times as long as everybody else, right? <laughs> because I was just like kicking and screaming pretty much, like going through this whole <laughs> process. But what's really amazing is that on the other side of that, um, Crazy Possible Experiment showed up. Oh. And there was a a level of clarity that I, I started getting with when I really started looking at, like, who, who's, like, so freaking fun for me to work with? And what is the message that I actually want to be out there in the world? And then I want to, like, what is it that I want to really create out there? What is actually possible beyond what anything I would come up with? But what, what am I aware of that's possible in the world that I could contribute to? And when I started really looking at those questions, I went through – like eight different renditions of, you know, my marketing message on my website, and then randomly, seemingly random, but probably very <laughs> orderly, a crazy possible experiment popped out. Not really in the work of what I was doing, but it like literally showed up loud and clear. And I really, really see how doing that work and going through that resistance created the space for the clarity of the crazy possible experiment to show up. And because the crazy possible experiment was so clear in the message and what we're delivering, that people naturally flock to it. Because if you're being all like chaos, right, like it looks like a big, energetically, a big freaking like tornado, 
Well, and people nothing... have to work really hard to find the message. Like yeah. they have to search for it themselves. You're making them do the work rather than you doing the work for them, which, which makes it really clear for them to choose. Yeah, and they don't, they can't, if they have to do the work, they can't see themselves immediately in you. And they're, you're actually um, creating a barrier from them actually receiving you. Cool, yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was one huge thing that I did that was like really the resistance to having that. I was, oh man, I, I did not want to, but I knew, I just knew in my own awareness that I had to change that in order to, in order, <laughs> in the order <laughs> to create beyond where I was creating. Like I just had right. to. So a lot of times what I see people doing, and I've done this too, is we make that resistance, we, 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 we uh, label it as heavy. Oh, well, it's just heavy to have clarity in my marketing, right? Or it's just heavy, <laughs> right? It's like that, uh, like, you know, that doesn't work for me sort of thing. Where it's actually not heavy, it's actually resistant. So a great question that I like to ask is, is, is this actually heavy or is it resistant? Or is it something else? Cool. Cool, that's awesome. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, I know for, for me, and it, it's been a really interesting kind of awareness building experience to actually start to look at what is resistance, what is heavy, and there is a difference energetically in the two, and, and you can't know until you ask, but it is very, very easy to go, no, that's not me, that's, I'm not... I, I, you know, that's not light for me. I don't need to do that. I don't need to choose that. And um, it, it does. I mean, there would be no crazy possible experiment if you had, had done that rather than going, okay, what's actually going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they, and it really is like the places that you're kicking and screaming, the places that, you know, I'm not good at marketing or I'm not good at sales or I'm not good at technology or whatever. Those are the places that, that a lot of times have that resistance right, because of points of view, right? And right. instead of, like, what I've been doing is, like, there's a, I call it a lean in of, like, when I, when I perceive that those points of view or that resistance, I lean in and I'm like, wait a second, what actually is this? And I get really curious about it. And then I'm asking right. a bunch of questions really for information and awareness, not for proving that my, my point of view is right, See, you know, see, I'm really not good at marketing. See, I'm really not good at sales. But more like, wait a second. Like, for all entrepreneurs, you have to get good at sales. Like, you have to. If you don't know how to sell, as a, especially as a coach or a facilitator or whatever, you, you won't have a business. And your points of view about sales, for example, which humanoids often have lots of points of view about sales, if your points of view are like, I don't want to be sleazy or I don't want to, push anybody into anything or I'm just not good at it, then you'll literally like create blocks to people giving you money and, and having what the gift that you be in your business. Right. And so right. even that, like I'm not good at sales, that's just a resistance, right? It's not that you're totally. not good at sales. You, you just have some points of view there. Because us as like the beings, that, the brilliance that we be are a natural invitation. People are like, I want what you have. And then we, like, cover it up with a bunch of junk. <laughs> well, then like, come find it. it. You can't they're, get me. Right. You've got to work really hard. And they're money. like, I just want to pay you money. I just want what you have. And you're like, nope, sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go invisible here. 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's funny. Awesome. Well, we just have about one minute here. Um, so, Corey, in in sum up, what is your favorite? What is your favorite tool that that you have used to build your business? Just one little quick tool that people can use on a daily basis. That's a lot mm-hmm. of fun for them. Um. Oh gosh. Or ten, well, whatever, mean, whatever you well, can say. <laughs> the two that popped is what action can I take today to expand my business right away? That one is key to really finding those pockets of possibility because that's where they are. And the other one is really just what else is possible now? And I love adding the now on there because it's not the what else is possible you asked for 10 minutes ago or yesterday. It's yeah. like, what's now? Wait a second. The universe just reconfigured. What's possible now? What's possible now? What's possible now? And like being on the edge of your seat, so curious about what is possible now that you keep expanding into whatever that is, whatever you're aware of and whatever you choose. Cool. That's awesome. Well, so by really fast. I can't believe, I feel like we just said hello to each other. (laughs) I know, right? You're so awesome. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) Oh, of course. I love having you. You, you, um, make me look at things in, in totally different ways. And um, we had a, a, a great group of people on the call today, and uh, I, I hope that you guys on the line enjoyed it, and, and thank you for being here. And uh, thank you to all those of you listening in the future. Um, and next week on Wednesdays with Julia, I, I always forget my guests the, the week after, um, but I believe that next week um, I have Daria Hansen who's uh, actually, she was probably my very first friend that I made in Access Consciousness, and she's an amazing facilitator. And uh, so I'm looking forward to speaking with her. So you guys can all look forward to that for next week. Um, Awesome. So thank you so much, Corey. This has been awesome. I think people walked away with like like ready to create and with tons of tools. So it's awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for having me. And what the heck else is possible now? (laughs) Exactly. What else is crazy possible now? (laughs) What else is crazy possible now? I love it. Awesome. Thanks so much, everybody. Bye-bye.